Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. <laughs> I am John Sieber, putting my hat over my headphones. Hats Woo! over headphones. That's how we roll. Hats over headphones. And uh, our guest today. Very excited. Is Jonathan Valdez. Yeah. Creator of orangejuiceandbiscuits.com, the fashion and pop culture website. Yes, of course. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Our boys, Bradshaw boys. <laughs> there we go. Boys. Already up and running. Man children. <laughs> um... We, we're excited to talk to you. We were just talking before we started recording about some of the fashion aspects because I feel like you will know more about that. But tell us a little bit about Orange Juice and Biscuits, the history of that, and um, and then how you got into Sex in the City. Yeah, so I started OrangeJuiceandBiscuits.com in 2009 after I had a morning show in Texas called Orange Juice and Biscuits Morning Talk Worth Waking For. And I took a little break after that because it was um, I did it while I was in college. So afterwards, I was like, what is my next steps? And everyone kept asking me my um, my opinions on celebrities so Mm -hmm. naturally they were like you need to blog you need to blog and I was like fine so I created that 10 years ago this year will be 10 years congratulations thank you Um, and then how I got into sex in the city was I mean actually it's really funny because I remember being in like junior high and my friend Patty was like are you watching the show you have to watch it and I was like I don't have HBO y'all and I was like and I don't know what this is so the very first clip that she ever showed me was when Carrie Bradshaw was walking Fashion Week and I don't know if y'all have gotten to that I don't don't think think we have yeah Yeah, but it's um, a very iconic episode where she um, is doing the fashion show and I don't want to go too much into it because I know you'll have to discover that be on that journey but that was the first thing she showed me when I was in junior high and then I just became kind of obsessed with it and then it's just one of those things that was always on E and like now when my friends and I like will go out at night or hang out and at the end of the night it's just always 
you know, the HBO comes on with the and then the yeah. do, 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 like it's like our Bible for my friends and I. And it's just a <laughs> very fun and always go to for us. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Wait, Orange Juice and Biscuits. You said it was a morning show. Hence yes. Orange Juice and Biscuits. Correct. You would have that for breakfast. Yeah. And where like in that. Texas was this? Um, it was on KTSW, which was the Texas State Radio Station. Oh, oh awesome. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Is that, I'm assuming that's where you're originally from. I'm from Texas. Yes. Where in Texas? I'm from Bay City, Texas, which is an hour and 30 minutes south of Houston, and it's not Baytown. Gotcha. <laughs> Interesting. The, uh, I feel like we have a pretty decent, like, uh, Texas contingent we so do. far. Shanae's from Texas. Shanae's from Texas. Uh, Moe's from Texas. That's what I, Mo, yeah, yeah. Melina Kempf. Uh, my parents and are all from in Texas. Fa- yeah. I used to go to Texas every summer. We need to get, <laughs> nice. get, your need parents to get my mom and dad here and Let's be like, do what? It. Let's talk about North Texas State what University. That? What was that purple thing with the battery? <laughs> oh my God, you put that where? <laughs> In a pussy, Dad. Kevin, p- <laughs> uh, that was an impression of my mom that you were doing. I don't appreciate it. Um, Classic Kevin over there doing jokes. Um, so, in the... Uh, where, how many times have you watched the series? Um, I don't even know. I mean, I have my favorites. I feel like at this point, I just like go to my favorite episodes Mm. when I want to watch it or when my friends are over, they always know like which ones I like to watch. So we put it on. And then also the movie, like this weekend, I watched the movie. I went away. The first one. Yes. I went away to, um, upstate in this mountain house and my friend and I were there alone on the first night. So I turned it on the sex in the city movie because Netflix has it now the first one. And you're just like, it's like comfort now. It is. And it's just like, yeah. you, you kind of know what's going to happen, but you're always still like shocked and you're like, I can't believe this happened and that <laughs> happened. And you just, I, there's just all these like theories that you talk about and just like whose outfits you hate and don't like. And yeah, it's fun. That's where I'm at with Moana right now. <laughs> when I'm home alone. I just throw on a Moana. What's the song from Moana that you love? All of them. Do you cry? Uh, no. But did, did you cry when you saw it the first time? You know, I'm not the biggest crier, but um, Moana is fantastic. I was going to ask, do you cry ever? Have you cried? I have cried. Okay. When was uh, the last I ha- time? Uh, I have cried. Um, the only movie that's made me cry is Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Dude, I loved that movie. I've never seen it. I was movie. going through some rough times. Josh. Uh, Josh Dumal, dude. Josh Dumal, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> I cried. I just feel like Moana is very soul cleansing. Like I so thoroughly good. cried when I watched. Uh, it. It's so I bet good. I would. I feel like you've I never would. seen it. I've never seen it. And you've never seen Lion King, or you have? Now. I have seen the Lion King. I didn't. I hadn't seen the Lion King, but I finally saw it like a, a year can ago. Can we watch Moana together? We can. Yes. We could do that as a as a, a separate I, pod. Well, I feel like that, <laughs> oh no, God, I, y'all can be Disney dudes. Oh I feel my like gosh, once Disney dudes, <laughs> Broanas, Broanas. Once we once we're done with this, we're like. We either will be happy to never see each other again and retire the podcast, or we are making just like a list of like oh. what we can do after Sex and the City's done. And I feel like Disney dudes is really Disney strong. Dudes Disney is dudes, right? And then sub I cast pod. myself with that. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah. you're coming. Yeah, yeah, you're in it. It's, you're totally, it's, you're in it. Yeah, we we always talk about all the sub pods. So wait, we what? Steve talk. Steve talk. Well, wh- what? Um, what did was Fashion Week last week or two weeks ago? Fashion Week, yeah, when was it? It was, um, I forget what day it started, but it ended on February 13th. Okay, okay, so what, what's Fashion Week like now? Because you go to some of the shows and and go to some of the parties, you and said it, you yeah. were at the 
It used to be at Bryant Park, and then they moved it downtown? Yes. yes, it was at Bryant Park, and I know they did a few things. Like, the episode I was talking about, the first one was there, and then in the movie, they show them being at Bryant Park. But then it was at Lincoln Center. So I came in 2009, and they had just stopped doing it at Bryant Park. So, I mean, 2010, sorry. So I was mm-hmm. here in 2010 when I first came to New York City, and um, they started doing it at Lincoln Center. So then orangejuiceandbiscuits.com was official press at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, which Ooh, is what it was in there. That's great. For 10 seasons. So wow. I went to all the shows and it was so much different then because I mean, I hear like the ultimate like amazingness was Bryant Park. Like everyone always talks about those are the glory days. But for me at Lincoln Center, like when you were first there, you could just chill in the tents all day. So I had a friend of mine. Um, he came and had a video camera and I had a mic and I was literally just waiting for celebrities to like ambush them and do interviews. Uh. And I knew like the press person at the time. So they would like call on a mic and be like, someone's doing interviews and they're like, it's orange juice and biscuits and he's like oh tell him I said hi but now um, and then when they ended like towards the later years at Lincoln Center they would like shoot people away like you, if you you could only have a ticket for the upcoming show to be in there so it changed a lot and it was all in one central hub so now it's spread out all over the city and it's just hard to get to and logistically it's crazy um, and the person who created the Modern Fashion Week Fern Malice actually has an interview recently where she talks about just the logistics are crazy and it's just a lot harder for everyone in general because there's no central hub right now is it do you feel like it's something that it's like they're in a in a lull and it's gonna have a renaissance or do you feel like fashion week is just a thing that may fade fade in a way it's Ooh. interesting because just retail in general which is obviously fashion week i feel like people forget that it's just like you know it's like basically um for it's an industry of it and i think a lot of people forget that because it's become you know with the influencers and everyone and it, it you really used to be for like the big fashion press and buyers right mm-hmm. and people who worked in fashion but it's become so crazy that uh, and then with the retail space like the designers are starting to pull back because they're so expensive and they're doing like more private things so i it's interesting to see where it's coming from. They started like a men's fashion week, but I heard that Mm -hmm. that was going away. So I feel like they're kind of not knowing what's going to happen. Also, I think when we had, when we had Mo on our Moana, Moana, we had Moana on, (laughs) we had Mo on, Uh, yeah, Mo on, uh, uh, Melina, Mm. when, when she was talking about fashion, I think she was saying this, that now with Instagram and stuff like that, it's like you're saying it was a show for the buyers, but people can kind of just put out their fashion all the time. Mm. You don't need to have a yearly showing of a collection. And also I learned this when I went to fashion week last year for something I was working at. It's so expensive to do a show and to rent a Mm -hmm. space and to get models. It, It costs so much money, I feel like. Yeah, it does. And all, yeah, with Instagram and everything, like the Vogues of the world who were still relying, because fashion, honestly, was way behind on technology. They were just like, whatever, we don't need to do that. Like, we're cool. But of course, you can't be like that. And so they were still like putting out the spring collections like later and things like that. So they were waiting for their print magazines, but all the bloggers had already covered it on their site. So they were kind of getting frustrated Mm. with that. So there's all these things that really changed it and really technology. Yeah. I wonder... When, whenever there's something that it's like so like I I my guess is not knowing it but just like anything it's kind of, it's got to be like a lull where it's like oh shit like what's gonna happen and then but somehow like I feel like it's more of a it's got to be more of a shake-up time and then but because it, it's such a big thing like New York Fashion Week that I feel like if the right person came in they could figure out a way to 
yeah, but harness I, it. I don't know. I kind of wonder if it's less about how big New York Fashion Week is and more about the fashion industries. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, like, right. fashion industries yeah. will not go away. That'll keep going somehow. Some of them may go away, but it could be that those thing because it, it's i don't know i don't know enough about tribeca film kevin Festival. are you saying that we need to get ja rule and take fashion week down to the bahamas go. fashion yeah. charge a lot of money for it if you are i'm in oh my gosh i watched that documentary too <laughs> i am totally in and i will suck your dick if we can get some heavy on water um that's it's so funny watching to, what, to pour over you while you do it or why yeah, do you need just, the Evian water just for fun okay <laughs> just to stay hydrated yeah um tastes like soap by the way yeah the uh um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. It's just like whenever the death of something is predicted or like, oh, it either happens or sometimes it explodes in some new new way. Yeah. And you can never predict how 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 we're at this point. And you also could never predict. Like I was watching a movie about radio and I was like, it's so funny that like. Was it the movie Radio starring Cuba Gooding Radio Jr. with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah, yeah, I know that movie. But it was all about like basically they were explaining how through radio like all these comedians got their start because it like you didn't see their face. And then I was like, oh, they made this movie in the 80s explaining how radio was the perfect place for comedians. And at that time, they were probably like, radio's done. And now, essentially, podcasts and radio have yeah, become a, the huge... It's a reinvention. It's a reinvention. Yeah, and so I wonder, I wonder, and you can't predict those things. So it's I, kind know, of like, I worry about New York Fashion Week is what I'm saying. Is <laughs> it going to be okay? It, it'll find a new, it'll find a new outlet. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. They it'll just be fine. To, I mean, the thing with Lincoln Center is that they had it in the park next to Lincoln Center. And people were so used to being able to like go in there. I think there were like members that like paid for it or whatever. But you couldn't... You can't really buy your way into New York Fashion Week. Like you can't buy tickets. Uh-huh. So those people were getting frustrated, and eventually they're like, "Well, if we can't go, like we're gonna you, then buy." And they're like, "All right, buy." So that's kind of like yeah. what happened. Yeah. Well, an interesting. I think a thing to relate it to too is like uh, Tutu. Tutu. Speaking of fashion, Desmond. Tutu. Desmond Tutu. Uh, is like the New York French Festival. That was like a huge theater festival mm-hmm. in the early two thousands and maybe the nineties. And then it sounds a little bit like, because like you did the Edinburgh Festival yeah. for your comedy show, and I went and visited you there, and it's like the entire city is like on fire with like mm-hmm. crazy shows. But now that Fashion Fashion Week and also uh, New York French is so decentralized, yeah, I feel like I went to one New York French festival show years ago, and it was like, it was middle of the day at some random space and it didn't feel connected to anything else. Yeah. It just felt like my friend was like, Hey, I'm doing a play at 3 PM on Tuesday. But I know. It didn't feel like. And so, and I think, I feel like the fringe festival doesn't really matter as much in New York. They didn't do it last year. They didn't even have it. Fashion week. Death knell. I also wonder if it's like with it, it won't things are yet. so it expensive though. Like spaces are, if spaces are yeah. so expensive, it's like you end up having a fucking pretty soon have fashion week in Inwood. I mean, think about the, <laughs> the cloisters. That would be great. They there had a Brooklyn Fashion Week once that I went to like in 2011 uh-huh. and it was the craziest thing. Was it crazy in a good way or crazy in a bad way? It was just like uh, everyone thinks that they want to do a fashion week. And it's like if you're not going to the main one, it's just yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't yeah. find the yeah. knockoffs that makes very sense. great. I mean, uh, uh, I think a thing about Fashion Week is that Payless Shoes is <laughs> it announced today they're closing Payless Shoes. Really? Yeah, twenty one hundred. You have to pay more for shoes. Yeah, well, yeah. you're gonna. <laughs> Apparently, people didn't want to pay less. Pay, yeah, people didn't want to pay less. They want right. to pay more. Season what, uh, three. Yeah, what episode, episode are we doing? Ten. All or nothing. Ooh. Directed by Charles McDougal. Written by Jenny Bix. August thirteenth, two thousand was the day. And you know what's actually cool is there was a massive writing, rating spike the week after that, 
like by a million people, 3.5 went up to 4.5. And I wonder if it's because the Carrie cheating thing got around the office coolers. Because that was the last thing. The office coolers. I'm excited They're to like see what happens. I'm nervous. in the office. Yeah. The <laughs> office water. <laughs> I've never been in an office. The fucking. Okay. Carrie feels Sorry. guilty that and wants a... to quit her affair with Big. Oh, wait. Do we, we not read this? We have, we have Katie reading this. We have this. Katie okay. read Well, this. we haven't recorded for a while. <laughs> Payless is closing and Kevin's trying to take Katie's job. All right. That's what's All happening right. with technology. Do you remember this episode? Um, so it's the one where Charlotte is getting the prenup from Bunny, yes. I don't know. We've Whoa, never seen no, it. No, we don't uh, know. We're gonna watch it with thought, you now. Bunny, okay. Bunny is Trey's mom, right? Isn't is she's with Trey, right? So yeah, yeah. We're in the okay. So we're she just sh- Carrie just cheated with Big on yes Aiden. Yes. Aiden. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we're y'all right now. Are y'all Team Aiden or Team Big? We're kind of Team Aiden. We're kind of Team Aiden. You are, you are Team. You're Team not Aiden. Last, were, last episode, very... I was just tipsy and I was just causing trouble. What's up, Pop Tart? <laughs> oh. Just drunk and just. We just love the, the size of Aiden's head. I think it was. A, I think it was last episode. I you know. were just. You were muckraking. Oh yeah, totally. You were mu- you were that's what muck happens. Raker. That's that's what happens. <laughs> All right, let's go watch the episode. All right, bye. bye. All, right. All right. Episode forty. All or nothing. Harry feels guilty and wants to quit her affair with Big. Miranda enjoys phone sex with a co-worker from Chicago. Charlotte negotiates the terms of her prenuptial agreement with Trey's mother, Bunny. After celebrating her move to her new apartment in the exclusive meatpacking district, Samantha's bout of the flu gives her a pessimistic outlook on life. And now, back to the boys. Hey, what's up? It's John. We're back. Hi, it's Corey. We're back. <laughs> it's Kevin. I'm back. Oh, gosh. <laughs> guess who's back? Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie has put us all in a real bad mood. We're acting like a bunch of pissers. I am yeah. not a Carrie fan. No. No. I'll tell you what. No. No. You know what hasn't aged well? Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. Well, that, I mean, that, you know what also has an age well? Pete, the dog, because he was already 41 in <laughs> dog years. He's got to be dead by now. <laughs> He's got to be dead. I thought, I thought a car was about to smack Dude, that dog. Dude, I thought that stressed me Pete out. was going to get hit, and I was really scared about that. You never really see a lot of dogs running loose in Manhattan because they're on leashes. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. Everybody has been saying, like, get ready. The fashion's about to go through the roof. And I've got to say, <laughs> the bamboo buttons on... On uh, Mr. Big with that Tommy okay. Bahama. Are you talking Tommy Big Hama? Tommy Big Hama. Okay. Sandals. We're gonna get there. I think we need. I think we need Ooh. someone to bring us in with a little recap. All, all right, John. Bring Johnny, in the recap. Bring it in with a fast recap. All right, all or nothing. The question is: Can you have uh, living in New York? Can you have it all? Um, Samantha gets a new apartment. She gets sick. She turns into Charlotte, which I thought was really funny. She gets so sick, she turns into like a, a, a blubbering mess, uh, saying how badly she wants a man to take care of her. Miranda uh, hooks up with the uh, lawyer George from Chicago, and they end up having some phone sex. He's uh, having phone sex with multiple people, so they nip that in the butt. Um, Charlotte, Bud, Bud, sorry, Bud. They, they nipple bud. it in the butt. They nipple having phone sex. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Um, I was with you. They, uh, <laughs> um, Charlotte has uh, gets confronted with a prenuptial agreement from Bunny. Uh, and she uh, confronts Bunny and, and, and gets uh, negotiates her prenup agreement. And lastly, Aiden, Carrie, and Big, the love triangle deepens. 
It's um, become uh, what kind of triangle is it now? An isosceles? I, is it equilat- it's not I, equilateral. It's not an equilateral. Not I would say all. it's an isosceles. It's an isosceles triangle at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> she um yeah oh. she just goes full blown cheater mode. Um she says she's not going to do it anymore, uh, and then she she dives right back in. Big has been pretty aggressive though in, in pursuing oh. it. Big so. is like in straight up stalker mode. Tommy yeah. Big Hama is Tommy not- Big Hama. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. I, and one thing I want to touch on, because Jonathan and I noticed this, is Carrie, at some point, she is talking about how everything's great, and then she keeps having flashbacks to the the when she first cheated with Big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, very sweaty night. Very sweaty. It, it felt like a, like a sex lies and videotape <laughs> Steven Soderbergh uh, sex scene they keep replaying. But at some point when Carrie's Emmanuel. talking- <laughs> they just showed they had a showing of an Emmanuel movie at the Quad Cinema in Manhattan during their erotic series. And, I know. I got <laughs> I got were you there? <laughs> I got arrested for masturbating in theater. You pulled a Paul uh, Rubens? Yeah. Yeah. Great. No. Um, so many. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that Jonathan and I were surprised about, I'm speaking for you, but I think you'll get is that Carrie quotes an E. B. White quote about New York. Oh yeah. What was the quote again? The quote was anyone who is going to live in New York, um, must consider the, or must be willing to be very lucky. It's from the book Here's New York. Oh. And I think that she's talking about how she loves living in New York, but she needs to consider. There's something about her having to feel lucky, probably because she's cheating on her boyfriend with a married man. I thought it was from Charlotte's Web, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's going to live in New York needs to be a pig that talks. So yeah. There's a friend that spells up things in, I always, a, in a web. I always thought Charlotte was such a Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte and her web, not Charlotte, not Charlotte York. Oh, um, man, that spider sucks so many dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my eyes on you, all eight of them. <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, um, I thought... I thought, first of all, this this episode comes out with a strong anti bald bias from the beginning. Yeah, Aiden, yeah, you were pretty salty about that. You were. What what happened? Well, I Aiden, mean, as a bald man, I don't like being discriminated against. But that's why you've turned it into comedy in your life. Well, no, it's uh, there's actually a really funny Curb Your Enthusiasm episode <laughs> where they spray paint bald asshole on his <laughs> on his uh, on his garage door, and then he calls the police, and a black police officer comes there, and then Larry David's trying to be like, "It's a hate crime. You should understand, uh, right?" He's calling <laughs> people, and uh, but no, it's really funny. They're they're talking about that, and then but what I noticed is what's they're his talking name? about men's biggest fears, men's biggest fears, yeah. and she said it's. Uh, women talking about guys that like oh because she's going away for a girls weekend and he's like you don't talk about the guys yeah yeah, she's like sometimes and she's like man's biggest fear yeah and then Mm -hmm. and then they say balding but it's sort of funny he says man's biggest fear and then she says I thought it was balding he's like no problem here I know but then you look at his hair and he's he's definitely I wonder where he's at now he probably has hair transplants but he had some thinning going on he was getting a little cocky his widow's peak was. Waning. It was a little bit wispy. Yeah, little yeah bit, it was more of a wispy peak. But he's got some. He has no, he's some got good, plenty. He's got hair. some good hair. But I feel like John Corbett. John Corbett. Um. But yeah, Aiden. But then we came back to sympathizing for Aiden, even though, uh, even though the anti bald bias he had. 
yeah. start up because man, she is Carrie is. Mm-hmm. I've always been a team Aiden, actually. Yeah, okay. I myself. feel like there's people that that flip around from things, but it. I I know what you're saying. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I listen. He just seems like he's kind of walking around in the dark. He's not doing anything wrong. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, he seems like a good guy, and they always talk about like how good guys are hard to find, and I don't know. I always found it interesting that. Um, all these girls are always like, I want to be Carrie and I want to move the city and be Carrie, but she's the worst, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a. Well, I mean, it, it, she's not even annoying anymore. Like, some people think she's like annoying or something, but this is straight up not cool. Yeah. Especially the way they did it, that it's like, I'm going to take care of him and then, and then just right back there again. And then also like flirting with him about it. Not even like this happened. Get out. She's like fucking playing with his nipples and shit. Hey, big. <laughs> yeah. Like in bed. They're just like, oh, I know. Did I they sleep smell together? Them on my sheets. Did they sleep together two more times in this episode or just that one? One. I think it was just There's once. the flashbacks and then they do it. Again. But it was implied that it happened more Multiple times. I'm not sure. Yeah, and she That's, like slept in the sex sheets. Yeah, has, yeah has, she slept in it for two more she days. Slept with him since she told Aiden she loves him. That's I don't think so. No, no, he showed up in his Tommy Big. And so that that was uh, (laughs) that was Samantha's kind of bar that it's not cheating until Uh, you say you love each other. Then so she Uh, she hasn't cheated in Samantha's eyes. I can get down with that. I can get down with like Samantha. I like that Samantha has rules because you would like I think if you were going to give a base level thing, you'd be like, man, nothing matters her. I think Samantha is a woman of principle and and they're her own principles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's a woman of certain principles. I love that she's in her meatpacking apartment, like back when the meatpacking was like crazy and it was like sex clubs and like meat racks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a sex club called the meat rack. that she (laughs) Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, I love that whole journey where she like first moves into the meatpacking but I always talk with my friends about if you can have it all based on this episode. Yeah, I love Good when question. she like opens the window and she's like, "You hear that, Manhattan? We have it all. Fuck you!" <laughs> and then someone goes, "Fuck you!" Yeah, and she's like, but "You yeah. wish." Well, what, so what? What's the? Where do you and your friends uh, land on that? Do you think you can live in New York and have it all? I see here. I this is where my Charlotte comes out because I'm always like, "Yes, you can have it all," and like, "Why not?" And like, we I should be able to do this. But uh, one of my best friends is like, "You can't. Like, you'll never find love in New York." And I'm like, "Oh well, you know, my friends did." And they're like, "Oh well, like so and so doesn't live here," and like she doesn't believe that you can have it all in New York. Uh-huh. And I just feel like I have to believe that and yeah. lie to well, myself. Well, <laughs> quick question then, and we can all go around the horn and do it. What is having it all in New York? Do you? Ooh. And and, and well, we'll do it this way. We'll do what is having it all in the way like this is what I think having it all. And then let's go let's go big. Let's be like really having it all from a monetary standpoint. Let's go big. The the reason like I owning I mean, Tommy Bahama. The reason owning I think the company <laughs> Tommy Bahama. That's being Tommy Big Hama. The the reason I ask is because oftentimes when people are looking for apartments in, in New York, the first thing I tell them is you can't have everything. It's, it's choose. It's two or three. It's like, location, space and price. Yeah. Choose and, two. and you get two of those. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you cannot, even if you have all the money, you cannot get all three. You cannot get mm. location, price and space. I feel like I'm doing okay right now, but it's going to be, but I'm going to pay a little more than I want. So maybe that's a the, lot of people get zero out of three and they're like, oh, thank God I'm not on the subway. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that, in the words of Carrie Bradshaw, and I don't know if she said this yet in y'all's journey of Sex and the City, but she's like, in, they stay in New York. You're either looking for an apartment, a relationship, or a job. And I feel like in the sense of this, it's like that's having it all if you have all three. And a lot of times, like they say, like if you're successful at work, then like your personal life's crap or vice versa. And I feel like it's really hard to obtain all of those things in New York City. That's true. 
I yeah, would, I, I would mean, agree with that. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of at a good place, all four of them, story-wise of like, well, Samantha, it was kind of nice that she was like, had some some sort of struggle rather than just like, oh, a new guy doing it. Like, her part was fun. But uh, it was kind of like the pro and like each one has like a little tension happening. Like you see Charlotte walking into the, you know, walking into disaster. You see Carrie walking into disaster. Mm -hmm. And then... It made me sad though that when when Miranda said and then there's three like they're they're insinuating that they've lost Charlotte yeah. as a friend yeah. like <clears throat> yeah maybe that maybe that's part of it. like that's... not having it all is like even if you get everything you want you lose a friend to it well, yeah because sorry um no. Carrie said and and then we didn't have it all like, yeah as soon as she gets like she's like I'm getting married she's like and now we don't have it all like Charlotte's think, gone yeah and I think even Miranda said like this feels really weird to say but it's weird that she's not here yeah. like you would think and. They, you realize they're like a set of four that they're not complete anymore. Right. I, I always thought, I remember there was a few months when like, uh, I remember that me and like one of my friends had just gotten married, but he had this job where he had a bunch of time and we like would hang out at this one bar like all the time. And then those times where you're, and you're all like talking about things you want to do and all this stuff. And then you start doing the things you want to do. And then you're like, oh shit, that was so much fun. Like, that's like a, a for me, like that's a perpetual uh, state to be in in New York because it's always changing so much yeah. and I think that's true for life but maybe on an accelerated thing that you're like the second you you're always perpetually nostalgic even for like a, a year ago or, or something yeah. I I always say I am I always say this now I, I I think that like when you for if you stay in New York for a long enough period of time the first year or so kind of feels like your freshman year of college or high yeah. school when you meet all these people yeah. and you're like oh I'm going to all these places and you're like this is great and then maybe a year later you're like oh, I don't I never see those people anymore or like though I've I met real connections after that or something like that. Yeah. I think it's true. Um, what you were saying is that, um, yeah, like literally like last week was fashion week for me, but like, I feel like that was like a month ago. Like mm -hmm. it just, things happen so fast, especially if you're busy and, um, people go in and out of your lives in New York, like mm -hmm. so quickly or like you, you know, kind of like the Charlotte thing, like they'd been friends since they like moved there. So like now she's moving on. And one of the reasons I moved to New York is because everyone in Texas was like getting married so young. Yeah. And I was like, they're like, are you going to move to, Austin I'm like no I gotta go like I gotta mm -hmm. have this adventure so then when you meet those people in New York and they do move on it does feel like oh a loss yeah mm -hmm. totally. yeah 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 I think um there's there's a town in Harlan our friends uh this bar that he was telling me about when I visited his, his town this town in Ohio small town and it's the same I was like let's go by there because he told me some stories about it and he's like no it's like super divey and it's the same family that has owned it for like 45 years and then we were at this other bar and we're like what's that bar like they're like it's still like this and it's the exact same like way that it was like 25 years ago and I was like man like you're always grasping onto that here like a level of stasis mm. and but then there are places like in smaller towns where it's like that's the other end of the spectrum it's just like always the same and people are like yep Never changes. That's like how right, it is. That's how before I moved to New York, I lived in North Carolina where I'm from. And it was the same thing where a lot of my friends were getting married in their early to mid twenties. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm looking for something else. But I remember I was sitting in this dive bar called the Penguin in Charlotte, which was like a really, really cool dive bar. And they had this cool like rockabilly scene. And a friend of mine who had lived in San Francisco, she was like, there's this scene here. But if you move to New York, she's like, there's 
5,000 of these scenes going on yeah. every single night. And so like there's maybe yeah. two of these scenes in Charlotte, but there's all of 5,000 rockabilly scenes. 5,000 rockabilly. And I hit everyone. Yeah. Let me tell you, I had a pompadour. I had a, I had that black leather vest that John's wearing right now that, you, that the listeners can't see. I was so into rockabilly. I was hanging out with Brian, Brian Seltzer the entire time. Dude, there is a really funny, there's a funny video we'll tweet out that is uh, a guy on Twitter like a couple years ago where he has rules for being a modern greaser. And there's this whole thing where he talks about, he's smoking one of those blue cigarettes that mm-hmm. like lights up and he's talking about like, things you need to stay safe in the street. And he talks about having a switchblade and brass knuckles, but he's like, it's like 2013 and he's like, listen, man, being a greaser today is different than it was back then. <laughs> well, like those, yeah, those actual greasers back in the day would fuck you up. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause there was a reason to be a greaser back then, but now you don't really, I mean, I feel like brass knuckles will still get you what brass they knuck- got you back then. I, they will, but do you need to be a yeah, greaser? But if you, if you pull, put on your brass knuckles and start swinging, there's going to be a ton of videos of you uploaded on the internet and you're going to look star. like a douchebag. Yeah, I think the yeah guy, I, you put on your brass knuckles, you start swinging, then you start singing, oh, grease lightning, I'll put <laughs> you in your fucking face. Or like grease lightning, go. <laughs> they have like those brass knuckle like iPhone holders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, so. <laughs> so I just, I mean, it's not my show, but like I just want to know, do you think you can have it all, yes or no? Like one yeah, by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Do you need to define what having it all is or do you, we want to go with what the definition you were saying, job relationship and what is it? Job relationship and apartment Uh, apartment relationship and job in New York city, like having it all. I think that part of life, part of having it all is getting rid of some of your expectations. So it's not getting everything you thought. It's like growing up and shedding some of the expectations so that you're not uh, like imprisoned by what you thought life would be like. And then you give up on like good things that are kind of in front of you. You know what I mean? That's very, so, yeah, that's very Zen. Totally. That's really Zen. I, I do. Attachments. Yeah. I, I do think you can have it all, but like, like Kevin said, I think there's some expectation management. Cause I think, um, like I really like my apartment, but I bet, like the three of you may be like, eh, that's not really the greatest apartment, but I, I've been there. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that, no, it's but it's gr- not, it's, it's like, it's not in like a super ideal location, but I pay like barely anything in rent and it's been, it, it's big enough for my wife and I. So it's like, for me, it, I, I have it all, but for other people, they might see that yeah, and be like, so Oh, why isn't it, why is it not by like a park or something like that? So, but yeah, I do think having it all it has, I think there's people that, have a, 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 a relationship they live on the upper east side and they live in an insanely great apartment with a with a high power job that are the most miserable people in the world mm-hmm. yeah and so it, you know th- those those people on paper have it all but i don't think they're happy mm-hmm. but you yourself would open up the window with a bottle of dom and yell at new york that you have it all currently well that's not really my way of uh, of <laughs> celebrating what would be your um way? Her, your way of celebrating right. is seeing people that do that and then say, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. No, but like, I, I think, I think even, even when I was waiting tables, sleeping on my friend's couch, like at that point in my life, I was like, I had it all. I, I had great friends. I had a, a place to stay. I was making a couple bucks waiting tables. Like for me, that was still an awesome life. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think there's been a time that I've lived in New York when I haven't had it all, I suppose. Like it's it's like 
if if I wasn't having it on New York, I would move mm-hmm. somewhere where it's mm-hmm. easier to live. I think it's an expectations thing, like you guys are saying. I do think even if those expectations are removed, I think you can have relationship job apartment. And I think that you're right. You could get those, have the really nice apartment, which is like a big gold standard thing in New York. Be like, oh, shoot, they live here and they have this kind of thing. But I think you could have that and not be happy. Yeah. And I also think you can have it all with, I mean, I, I think in some ways, like, I think even just like us doing this podcast or having friends, like, I kind of think we have it all. Yeah. The other night, Kevin and I were out at, the other night we were at this dive bar I was telling you about earlier, and these this girl kept coming up to us and she was like, are you guys, are you guys like, are you guys together? Mm-hmm. And we were like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 we're just friends. And she was like, but are you guys like in a relationship and we were like no we're friends we hang out here a bunch we know the we know the staff and she was like i just don't see guys out like talking to each other like yeah. that. which i think is more yeah. her problem right <laughs> but there was a thing where i was like i it does make me think that like you're new york is a place where it's like you're lucky to have a couple really good friends yeah right? and i think that is more of the story of friends and rent yeah so sex you, in the city is a little different sex in the city is kind of the same i guess and you think you have it all currently um <laughs> yes and no I think yes in the way that like yes listen guys it's it's been a rough year <laughs> got evicted from an apartment oh. had a bike wreck and had to have surgery on two broken bones uh, in a new apartment so but you know what but I you're making s- yogurt but I'm making yogurt. I bought an instant pot this week and oh, I made you. I made a gallon of yogurt and I gave some to my neighbor. I got great neighbors. Okay. His and wife that, is and a, that is something that you would open up the window and scream out. I would scream out and hold out the Greek yogurt and be like, I got it all. And someone would go, That's thick. Because it's uh, Greek yogurt. And right. your neighbor would go, Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> so I think in some ways, in some ways, it's a bit of a rough patch. In other ways, yes, because I got friends. One know. of one of the uh one of the first jokes that I did when I started doing stand-up that that like got a laugh and that worked is uh I would say like when people visit New York, they're like, greatest city in the world. And after you live here for a while, you still think that. But instead you yell things like, if there are people everywhere, why am I so lonely? <laughs> and uh, and I think there's like, it's it's still the best place to live. But it's like, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like having a few good friends and having like, I like having like a good a good bar that people like congregate around or a restaurant or like things throughout the week. I don't know when I, when I imagine what my life would be in another place, I'm like, I'm, I'm very satisfied. I'm very happy with where I'm at. And I, if anything, I worry, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to get everything that I think I want. And then just spend all my time being like, Oh, like be present. Like it was awesome. A few years ago when you were like, had all the things you want, like time and your friends and like the things you were working on. Yeah. There's a thing like, I'm just afraid that things are going to go too well. (laughs) <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? Well, do you think you have it all? Currently? Uh, I th- I think close. Cool. Closer than usual. Yeah. I think what you guys are saying, it, it definitely is like managing expectations or like not managing expectations, but like being happy with what you have currently. And like mm-hmm. you said, it's like um, no one can see where I'm pointing, by the way. So I apologize. <laughs> but, um, no one can see this badass leather vest I'm wearing. We got to put a picture of John in that leather vest. Anyway, right. Jonathan, go ahead. Um, 
it's like just like being happy where you currently are. And um, yeah, I think that right now I'm very happy with where I'm at currently, but I don't feel like I have everything that I want yeah. as far as like relationship and yeah. things like that. But I don't know. I mean, I'd still scream out the window like Samantha. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. But that's an interesting thing about the history of New York in general. Um, and it was chronicled in the book by E.B. White, Charlotte's Web. Um, <laughs> but no, the history, it, like New York was the financial capital of the country. That's mm-hmm. What's the Ken Burns documentary just called New York? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so remember yeah. the thing I said about having good friends earlier? <laughs> right. Kevin's not one of them because um, he made that snoring noise. <laughs> but um, but no, I think like New York is a place for strivers. And so like yeah. you're like, oh, I'm happy with this, but I want a little more. That's why people come here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know? Strivers Row. It's a place in Harlem. Let's uh. Let's Did shift- you know that? No. Did you know that, Mr. Tour Guide? No. Let's shift the conversation over to tour guide um, now. prenuptial agreements. Oh, yes. Uh, I feel, I hear everyone's has thoughts anyone on, here on ever prenup- signed one? Has anyone in this room signed one? I mean, no. I've no. never been engaged. Well, me neither. And I've never <laughs> signed, but I've signed four. Uh, <laughs> I've just signed other people. Would Would you guys be offended if someone asked you to sign one? It depends on who the person was. If I was marrying... Well, yeah, I think I would be. They went about it the wrong way. There's a way to go about it. If you're if you're Justin Bieber and Ashley Baldwin getting married, you're an idiot if you're if you don't take that into account the fact that like there's massive amounts of money and and stuff on the line, but there's a way to go about it that I think retains uh that it's not just like here's this and inside it is like this document that you don't discuss. I feel like that goes back to their issues in their relationship where they're not really communicating. Right. Yeah. I think that the way that traded it with Charlotte was insulting. It was $500,000 and it was like vested by like 30, 30 years. Yeah. And it was like, like an IRA basically. Yeah. And then she had to go to bunny, which I love. Are y'all into bunny? I'm obsessed with bunny. I'm getting like into bunny. bunny now. We got a, a tweet. I think it was from Luella Chavez on our Twitter, but uh bunny is also in the show. Cheers. She plays Cliff Clavin's mom. Oh, really? She's been in, a million things. But I, yeah, Bunny Bunny's pretty great. I love, I don't know, I don't think you have gotten to this yet, but my favorite Bunny line is when she's like, don't you hustle me out, young lady. This is Chanel. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's like, I want that as, that's like my life bunny. mantra. We I need to start it. maybe a Bunny podcast while Steve is gone in Steve's absence. Oh, like that's a bunny true. Minute. Yeah. The Bunny Minute, the Bunny. Uh, bunny Hop. Bunny Bunch. Oh, the Bunny Hop. The Bunny Hop. <laughs> so I think cute. it's the Bunny Hop. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wait, you mentioned the Chanel thing. This is just a, a jump for that. Um, let's talk about some fashion. All let's, right. uh, cause, because I feel like as someone who was at, was official press for New York fashion week. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the fashion in this episode. So, okay. What is fashion? It first go. Of all, it's pronounced fashion. 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 Uh, was, yeah. Did anything fashion. stand up besides? Yeah. yeah. Carrie's dress looked like she got her head bitten off by a shark. Yeah. <laughs> I think so that was that one with the like red it was triangles. Like the blue, it was like the blue it. with the red blood triangles. First of all, I don't know if you're aware that the costume des- director designer for the show is Patricia Fields, Patricia yeah. Field. who yes. I've met a, a million times. Really? Yeah. She's amazing. And one of my friends, Laura, prettyconnected.com is like her best friend. That's awesome. And just like what I think overall, she's done an amazing job. But it's always fun to talk about the hits and misses. And like um, real quick, my favorite Patricia Field story is when I first met her in 2010. It was at the end of the year and she, it was at her house. House, actually and I, and I met her and I was like oh my god like I'm obsessed with you blah 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 and I gave her my first orange juice and biscuits business card and she throws it in her bra and I was like dead I was, uh, <laughs> she's like smoking a cigarette being all cool so anyway for this episode I think the best 
outfit was when she was walking P in the white and the shorts yes. and her like athleisure before athleisure and like the red heels that she was like oh, yeah. all in yeah. in. And then I think the worst outfit was probably the overalls. Really? Like, the, I the giant colored overalls with the red bra? Right. I was like, what is that? But then also the hair when they go to like Charlotte's like Upper East Side thing. I was like the lopsided Princess Leia thing. Was yeah. Like, no. The big well, also with head. with uh, that was basically just Samantha just looked like Marilyn Monroe. Like I thought they oh, were. Right, yeah. It was like pretty much exactly when she was in that red pantsuit thing. Or... No, she had on a red. It was a red dress, but she. Yeah, it was like very was... much like oh, the seven true. year itch, uh, classic picture. Only yeah, it was just I thought I didn't know if they were going to like us we look alike party or something, but yeah, her hair was very yeah. Dark. Carrie's hair was yeah. I. I thought that Miranda's hair was was okay in this episode. I Wasn't mean. bad. <laughs> What's your general take on Miranda's hair in general? Oh, just like it gets better, I think. I think they like all get better. Carrie's hair goes crazy sometimes too. Like Carrie's not always the best with hair. Like it was okay sometimes in this one. But yeah, Miranda just like, I mean, I don't think Miranda's hair has ever looked better than it did in the first movie. Like she looked amazing in the mm, first movie. We got to get there. Yeah, you know what's? It's funny because Charlotte's so classic that she's she kind of just like runs at like a mid. Like she never has any huge misses because she's never right. really yeah, she's steps out. Vanilla. She's like I'm yeah, obsessed with her. That's why I was like I originally when I was in Texas I'm like I'm Charlotte York. Yeah, <laughs> and then I got here and I was like maybe I'm Carrie. No, oh wait, I'm actually Samantha. Like that <laughs> when you grow up thinking you're Carrie, but then you realize you're Samantha Jones. You're like oh shit, <laughs> Sam Jones. Uh, was gotta- it like a like one of those flashbacks that Carrie had where you were like uh oh. No. I'm Samantha and you know. saw yourself no. like sweating with someone. You no, know, it's just like I've done public relations. Like I do public relations too. And it's just finding yourself being like, like on the first episode where they introduce themselves like Samantha Jones, public relations executive, unmarried woman. And right. just being like, hi, like Sam, Sam Jones, public relations. Like, let's that. Fashion journalist, blogger, former Texan. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, but then I have like the writing with Carrie and then, but I still just want like, I want to like meet, my Trey McDougal slash, you know, I mean, I feel like I don't want to go into too much of all of her relationship, but um, I just want like a classic six on the Upper East Side and I want to be like a Charlotte deep down inside, I feel. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Question though, because I heard someone else say this in another show I was watching. What does a six on the Upper East, classic six mean? Is that like a six figure? Is that, is that, that's an apartment, It's right? like a six bedroom, like okay. townhome. That's what it is. That's, yeah. that was in some other show that I saw last week where they were like, not everyone's ex-fiance leaves them a classic six. Right. I forgot what that yeah. was in. Okay, cool. I want to get a classic six on the upper side, but that's just like, not a 10, just like a six. I'll just take like a- <laughs> An average. <laughs> an average, just like slightly above average looking like a woman, lady that has- a woman who's got two kids. And that's going to fund my life and we live on the upper east side yeah, together. Cool. And I'm yeah. like- It'd be great. Yeah, I think- You're like, hey honey, should I shave she's my a- mustache? She's like, I don't, I don't, I don't really care, Kevin. Kevin, I don't care. Are you going out with your friends to that dumb karaoke bar again tonight? I'm like, yeah, Your I friend will. that you talk to and everyone thinks you guys are dating because <laughs> you guys just talk to each other the whole night. Okay, wait, we, we are, are getting to where we're short on time, but a lot went on this episode. Let's just real quick do a Carrie Big takedown minute. Okay. Do, 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 do. The Carrie Big Takedown Minute. Live from Seltzer King Studios. <laughs> All right, so we're here. Uh, I mean, it, big, <laughs> big. Okay, that's it. That's it. No, I have written on my notepad, Big Sucks. I think Big is kind of stalkery. 
I, when but he, Carrie when sucks he, like, too. Answered the, when he answered the call in the car. That was classic big acting. It was just like so It's like, remember my dick? Oh, hey, baby. Yeah. His smile and shit. I don't know. He just, I think him calling her, knowing that she's got a dude there. Yeah. And not a dude, a boyfriend. And he was like, either you come down or I'm going up there. And it's like, whoa, dude. Like, yeah, that's stalking. Also, anytime anytime people are cheating, I'm like, just like. That just brings so much freaking stress into your life. Like, have you seen any murder show? Like, you cannot, it's not going to be the thing. You're going to get caught, and it's, you can do everything that you want mm-hmm. to to try and hide it. And then, like, something weird is going to happen. Like, even that ending where he's just like, then every conversation you have, she's like, oh shit. Is he talking about, yeah. And then it's so like, stressful. Yeah, it's just too stressful. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, uh, obviously, it's a TV show. They're leading towards something, but I'm just like, once you do that, just like, I don't know, let the cards fall where they may. You guys aren't married. Um, well, there is one more thing that we need to do. Um, unfortunately, he's not in the show currently, uh, but he still does deserve uh, a segment in the, the podcast. Yep. Well, and, uh, while Jeremy gets that ready, let ready me read. For- oh, she, he is ready. Look at that. It's a favorite time. Miranda. All right, welcome to Steve Talk, Jonathan. We're really excited for you to join us here. In this episode of Steve Talk, uh, Miranda's going to be having phone sex with Chicago George. Her phone's going to ring, and unfortunately, it's going to be Steve on the other side who left his basketball shorts in her bedroom. Oh, man. Jonathan, do you want to be Miranda? Sure. Okay, so you're talking to George. All right, let's go. Uh, John, will you provide the beep? Yeah. Okay. So, Kevin, you're going to be George? George, okay. Yeah, you're uh, George. You're George. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm rubbing my 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 balls, and I'm jerking my ding dong. And I was in Beep. eighth grade. Sounds great. Hold on, real quick. Hello. Uh, hey, Miranda. It's Steve. Uh, hey, what you doing right now? Um, Steve, this is like not a good time. Right well, now. so I had a question because I got the dog, and uh, well, I was gonna go shoot some hoops, but I keep having to play in my jeans, and they're they're acid washed, and they're just very like they're kind of gripping on me. Uh, are you doing okay these days? What do you want, Steve? I need to get my basketball shorts from your apartment. Hold- Maybe sometime you want to come by the bar or something like that uh, uh, you sound like you're out of breath are you, are you what's going on there? steve hold on um i'm still rubbing my balls <laughs> sounds and, great hold, hold on Beep. i just i've been working on my layups and uh <laughs> did you go away i didn't know if you clicked over yet yeah i'm on a call it's not a good time i'll call you tomorrow okay great i wish you were rubbing my balls <laughs> Beep. It's a- Patrick Ewan is the best <laughs> Nick there's ever been. He's incredible. Oh, That's amazing. Uh, they- oh, it's a favorite time. It's Steve Tuck. Oh, I'm chafed. All right. I'm <laughs> dangling. Okay, Good let Steve me- talk. This is uh this is from Ruthiness. Random Ruthiness? Random Ruthiness. OMG, yes, you're on the roller coaster now. Perceptions from you boys on Carrie before cheating versus after. Thoughts on cheating generally. I think Michael Patrick King said he knew he was going into this season that he was going to create a whole gang of Carrie haters after this. I yeah, mean, Carrie annoyed me. She like there's things that about her that annoyed me. 
pre-cheating. And now I just don't like. Now I just am actively like d- don't like her. I'm disgusted. Who's, who's by her. done a wor- Who has done a morally worse thing on the show than her doing this? None. Right. I mean, the guy that was filming his girlfriend. Yeah, without- the guy. The guy in the one of the early episodes filming women having sex without their knowledge. That's, that's morally maybe, worse. That's that's criminal. But the core ladies you're talking about. Oh, yeah, but it's yeah. the core ones. <laughs> Samantha did choke out that guy and kill him after she had sex with him. Oh yeah, and that, remember that? Just it me. is criminal how disgusting uh, Bobby Cannavale's cum tasted. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's 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 bad. It's, it's reprehensible. Yeah, and yeah, it's terrible. I just want to know. I mean, clearly, if, if there are still Aiden fans out there and big fans, then clearly, like she tells him, and there's still some sort of back and forth for the next. F- three or four seasons. Oh yeah, it's a whole situation. Like it, like there's Team Aiden and Team Big. So it's like buckle up for more Carrie foolishness. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And you said you're Team Aiden. I am. I think overall, just like seeing it, I just I don't know, just like in my life and what I would want, and like I don't know. I mean, I see the allure of Big, but I just think that like she had something so good with Aiden, and yeah. she just like shot on it. Should we go around the circle and just do Aiden or just a real quick? A or B? Yeah, then I've got a great Aiden fact after that. All right, Kevin. Aiden or Big? Just Aiden or Big. A or B? Um, Kyle Kevin. McLaughlin. Kevin. Aiden. Corey. Aiden. John. Aiden. Pop-Tart. Me. Jonathan. Jonathan. Aiden. There That's four A's right there. Has anyone ever cheated or been cheated on if you would like to share? I will share I was cheated on. And that same relationship kind of cheated. But it was high school. <laughs> I love that you were like, okay. okay, first of all, hard judgment, cheated on. And then me, you cheated. What happened though? What happened is it was like I was a sophomore, she was a senior. I was in we were we were in way too long. Like it clearly should have ended because I knew she was going to college and then she was like distant and hanging out with her senior friends. And then it got to this point where this stupid thing happened where I made out with another girl. And then, because she like wouldn't pick me up and hang out with me anymore. The girl wouldn't, or and then we were still dating. And then she went to uh, prom with one of my friends because I couldn't go to prom because I was a sophomore. And then she was like, "We're just friends. Like we're just I need a date to go with." And then she banged that dude at prom. And then oh. we still, still like tried to work things out for like another six months after that. But my whole memory of that is like you get out before you do it because clearly we were just young and didn't understand how to be like. Uh, Oh, like let's not hang out anymore. Yeah, but the only time that happened for me was when the relationship was far past what should have been its expiration date. The only fallacy I see in your story is that you can go to prom as a sophomore because I went as a sophomore because a junior took me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then I'd started dating my then girlfriend. We got back together, brag. so yeah, total brag. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we went to prom, and I went and I dropped that one girl off, and then I went and hung out with my girlfriend afterward. Whoa. What? Freaking sixteen years old James Dean sitting across from Corey Big Hamo over there. It was everyone knew it was like I was supposed to go with her, but then we got back together. So and then I went to a church lock-in afterward. Dude, that's (laughs) awesome. Freaking sold acid to everybody. It was awesome. Just kidding. I didn't do that. I didn't do the acid part. Never done acid. Um, Hey, here's some facts real quick. Aiden Shaw is the name of a gay porn star. Ooh. Bryce L. Wynn told us that. Interesting. Okay. Didn't know that. What else we got? Uh. Uh, Bunny is also Carter's grandmother on ER. That's from at cat underscore Harv. Oh, nice. Bunny is a famed actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, never, never cheated, never been cheated on. 
Never yeah. cheated. Don't think I was ever cheated on. It wouldn't surprise me. You probably I was. were. I probably was. <laughs> I probably were. were. <laughs> I wasn't an officially in a relationship, but I was like dating someone who, and then someone else came along and I kind of carried them as far as like pretending like nothing else was happening. And mm. I was just talking to them. And then I would like run off and like have like a big moment. So uh, apparently I'm a hypocrite at the end. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's, uh, let's go around and give this episode uh, a Cosmo rating. This is the, uh, Cosmo rated sponsored by Elix. That's right. Absolute Abs- Elix. Absolute of course. Elix. That's right. Sponsored by them. The Copper Cups. Get yourself a Copper Cup and pour some Absolute, Absolute Elix. Elix into it. Some of the best vodka of, you'll ever have. Some of the best vodka you'll ever have. They got cocktail recipes on their website. Yeah. Absolute Elix. Absolute Elix. Thank you very much. Cosmo rating. Uh, five. Oh, oh, five. Four. Three. Well, hold on. We, we got to tell Jonathan Valdez what we do. Oh, yeah. We do, a, we do a Cosmo rating. One to five Cosmos. You can use half and quarter Cosmos. Okay. <laughs> um, you can, since you've seen the whole series, you could put the series into it. You could be like, I'm going to rate this for the series and the movies. We can only rate up to what we've, what seen. we've seen. Right. And we say it at the same time, and then we, we share why we said that. Right. Okay. Okay. Five, four, three, two... One, 3.75. I said four. What'd you say? I said four. Nice. I said 3.75. I can only give it a three. Oof. It's okay. It's your it's your prerogative. I, I, I guess I didn't laugh a lot in this episode. Like there have been other episodes where I've just like couldn't stop laughing. The show is really funny. I guess maybe it's getting to some like more real stuff. But um, Miranda's storyline was like as soon as it started, we all saw how it was going to end. Samantha's storyline like wasn't super interesting. I liked I liked that Charlotte's getting some some um play with Bunny. But uh and then like the Carrie and Big the Carrie Big Aiden thing. It's interesting. It's it's fun to watch, but it's like not doesn't have the same sex in the city charm, I guess. I don't know. Cuz it's like it's dark. Like it's, it's not yeah. as fun. Yeah. It's uh. like fuck, man, like what is happening? Right. And which which I guess is like more real and accurate, but Oh yeah. It just didn't really feel like as enjoyable as some of the other episodes. So I gave it a three. Wow. Uh, I gave it a 3.75. I think I screwed up. I think I should have given it a four. Uh, and the reason I said I screwed up, every single time you do that, you're like, every single time you're like, say yours, and then you're like, oh, shit, I think I messed it up. No, I think recently I've been pretty strong on mine, and this is the first one. The reason is, the reason that I think I messed up is when you said you didn't laugh a lot, I realized I didn't laugh as much, but I like audibly gasped and felt uncomfortable a lot. Mm. Um, Did you clutch your pearls? I, I, I clutched the hell out of the pearls. Woo. The earrings and the necklace. <laughs> right. um, uh, yeah, because the the Carrie and Big stuff is really uncomfortable. And I actually did laugh out loud a few times. I lulled when Samantha yelled out the window and that guy yelled back to her. Um, I don't understand why Samantha didn't just call a handyman. She kept calling the guy she slept with. If she, Why didn't she just call a freaking handyman? She because she wants a relationship. Right she can have sex with the handyman. I think it taught her that, um, like she said, she's like, you can get a guy to fuck you, but you can't get a guy to come over and hang up your curtain. Exactly. Like, but then I'm like, if you're really sick and the light's coming in, just call a handyman. That's right. what you got to do. But whatever. <laughs> um, and that's why I took a whole Cosmo off. <laughs> a quarter Cosmo. <laughs> I took a quarter Cosmo off. Kevin? 
Oh, uh, also shout out to Keels. There was a great Keels scene. Mm. Big Keels fan. Keels, please sponsor this podcast. <laughs> we just that's pretty thirsty of me, but I just I, oh my gosh, I want I'd some be free Keels heaven. so bad. They do a really good um, gay pride party, by the way. Really, Keels? Awesome. Will you invite us? Yeah, next can week? We, can we go next nice. time? Of course, in June. Let, the last, I'll let you know. The last time Kevin and I talked on the phone, you didn't know this, but I was wearing a Keels turmeric cranberry mask. That was Saturday. <laughs> well, jokes on you because I did know, and I considered it phone sex. Wow. I was just <laughs> that's a great phone sex move. <laughs> what are you wearing? Keels. Oh, turmeric. Cranberry turmeric. Um, Tell me more. It's all over my face. I it's moist. <laughs> it's tight. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, so, I'm so exfoliated right now. <laughs> I um I get gave this episode a four. Maybe I overdid it, but I just feel like they're in their wheelhouse. And I feel like uh it was just a solid entry into the canon. And there's one word that can encapsulate how I feel about this episode. Emu. Emu. <laughs> Emu. What's that from? Emu. That's the, em, that was the, him like seeing the crossword. I know. Emu. It was just, I just like everyone else to know. Right. They, oh, you Emu. did say it weird. They freaking rocked him so hard. He is Emu. He actually Aiden is the male equivalent of a manic pixie dream girl. He is like it's true. He's so just like, of course, it's it's his bird. I know about birds. Also, I got furniture and big a bunch of hair and nice dick and. Hey, babe, but, I gotta go to Pennsylvania now. Yeah. Look, oh, look at my truck. I, I still love you. Oh, this I got it restored. I, it was my dad's. I had a good relationship with my dad, but I'm fun and I work hard too. When I play football, I don't even need a helmet because my head's so fucking big. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe but, that's why Carrie hated him. Yeah, I mean, I do think. I, I thought the way he said, it was like, that was such a moment that it's like, man, you guys are making him so cute and so just like perfect. And I thought it was funny, even though I'm making fun of it. I He's love a Aiden dog. He him. runs away. He's a dog. Sometimes it's he runs away. It's cool. <laughs> hey, Pete's back. It's okay. Oh, you were gone for two hours? I'm just going to question you about the smoking, nothing uh, else. Oh, hey, the fact you that smoking? you've been walking around in the rain for two hours, you're soaking wet. Freaking put your nips away. What are you doing? Hey, Come Pete's, on. Pete made it home. He had keys. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Carrie looked smoking in that scene. All right, Jonathan. Jonathan. I gave it a four just because for me, I feel like it's one of the episodes where people talk about it. Like I said, my friend circle and forever and ever. It's like, can you have it all? And just like the whole like, min like again, Samantha being like, you hear that Manhattan? We have it all. Like just some of those. And then just like the interaction with Bunny and the prenup. Like, I feel like it's it's not one of the more iconic sh moment. I mean, shows, but I feel like there are iconic moments involved in it. So I, I like it for, mm. for Cosmos. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, Jonathan Valdez on Instagram. Yes. Um, Yes, at Jonathan R. Valdez. R. Valdez. R. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll tag you. Where, where are you at on Twitter? And I'm on Twitter, Jonathan Valdez. See, there's a story. There's a Jonathan Valdez on Instagram who, like, mm -hmm. has no, like, is inactive, and I can't get it. So if anyone out there knows how to do that, like, please help me. <laughs> if, and, if Jonathan Valdez is listening. Orange right. Juice and Biscuits. Yes, orangejuiceandbiscuits.com. And nice. has all my socials there. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for so being here. Absolutely. And everybody go. I saw there's some new reviews on there and some new ratings. Thank you so much. Oh, I was at the Apple store in San Francisco and I did about 40 iPads. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you, John, for they doing that. are logged. Woo. Oh, hey, also listen to the Not a Foodie podcast. I was on the Not a Foodie podcast and we talked about the restaurant influence that Sex and the City's had on mm. New York City. There you go. Not a so, Foodie podcast. Not a Foodie podcast. Rate review and go to our Patreon. We got some. Some new eps on the Patreon we coming do. at you. 
All right. We'll see you next time. Email. Bye, guys. Thank you, Jonathan. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.